0: You need to start by understanding not only the sentiment of your employees, but their concerns. And if you have no idea, positive or negative, what's happening in your workforce and how they're feeling and what they're thinking, how do you know not only what actions to take, but where you want to go and and how you help your people do that? So it starts with listening and understanding.
1: That's Ali Fuller, the general manager of employee experience at Workday
0: solving for employee experience is about simplifying the digital experience, recognizing that our employees and managers have access to upwards of 140 applications. When we've done research, that's what we learned uh, from most of our users. How do we help simplify that and then ultimately help them do their job, which is navigating very vulnerable things, developing teams, growing their own careers, returning to work. How do we simplify that experience, but also in elevation to uh, the things we're really trying to achieve.
1: Ali, when we talk about employee experience, what does that actually mean?
0: It really means the technology that employees use to, uh, in the case of Workday, grow their teams, uh, further their careers, attract, and retain uh, great people, really achieve business results, the technology that lets them do that. Um, but again, in vulnerable moments, I think what we don't recognize sometimes is the things that people come to workday to, to do are incredibly important. And so, an employee experience is not just about the technology, but what it's in service to. I think that's incredibly important.
1: And why has this become so important at this at this moment in time?
0: I would say over the last couple of years, it's been a growing uh, top priority for not just CHROs, uh, CFOs, CIs, but the entire C-suite. But in the last two years in particular, uh, it's gotten exponentially more important. So there's actually a statistic that um, we've been following by Willis Towers Watson that uh, 94% of the C-suite is actually focused on employee experience as a top business priority over the next three years. That's up from 54% two years ago. So when you think about 54% to 94%, it goes to show you how it's so top of mind for people. And I think, again, back to the people aspect of it, talent is so incredibly important to people achieving their business results and keeping happy, engaged employees. And uh, and so it's important that employees have the experience, not only they deserve, but that they expect.
1: And so from your standpoint, really focused on this employee engagement aspect, how do you support employees? How how do companies do that?
0: You need to start by understanding not only the sentiment of your employees, but their concerns. Um, And if you have no idea, positive or negative, what's happening in your workforce and how they're feeling and what they're thinking, How do you know not only what actions to take, but but where you want to go and how you help your people do that? So it starts with listening and understanding. And then the second piece of that is acting on that. If you have a deep understanding of people's concerns, but you do nothing with it, obviously you can't continue to enhance that employee experience. So it's really taking action uh, that drives your leaders and business forward on top of that insight and sentiment. And then lastly, understanding it. How, how did that actually uh, go? Measuring the experiences you deliver. And then again, listening, listening again. So that, that employee experience um, life cycle is a constant iteration. It's not something that we can do and walk away from. And um, so it's really what we call at Workday Listen, Act, Analyze. How do you tie all three of those things together and, and continue to listen, act, analyze across that?
1: Ali, so given that we're listening, we're analyzing what's going on, we're taking those measurements, we're formulating action plans, how does this relate to retaining and attracting employees?
0: To me, it's incredibly important that customers understand how employees feel, because when we talk about retaining top talent, happy employees stay at companies, um, and in particular, employees at want a good people leader and they they stay at companies for good managers and they leave companies when they don't have a good manager. And so really putting the manager at the center of that employee sentiment and conversation is incredibly important. I can give you an example. At Workday, in about two years into COVID, um, we really learned through that that sentiment analysis that our employees were burnout. out burnt out. And that's not surprising. <laughs> a lot of employees and customers were burnt out. At, you know, we had a prolonged period of transformation here. Um, but once we we learned that, we actually decided to take action on it as Workday. in. We created what we call Thank You Fridays. So we actually gave every, it was about every month, we gave an additional Friday off for people to just focus on their health and well-being. And so we actually saw employee satisfaction and and retention go up. We saw, again, that listen, act, analyze cycle happen over not even years
1: over months. Can you describe some of the characteristics of organizations that do this well, that are really successful with employee experience and really engaging their employees?
0: Wanting to have a deep understanding of your people's concerns is rare. Um, because that you have to be open not only to hearing the things that aren't going well but also doing something about it. And so if you're going to if you're going to receive that sentiment, you need to be tied to be to be able to take some action. Uh, again, going back to employee expectations, that's what they expect. And I think it's a show note, don't tell aspect. Once they see that you're going to do something about it, we get more and more, more and more feedback, right? So imagine if uh, let's take Beacon for example. I actually go in once a week and I will react to the feedback and I'll I'll reply with confidential comments. Then we see more a sentiment and, and uh, feedback coming in the following week with surveys because they feel heard. They feel engaged. Uh, it's not just going into an ether or a black box. And so I think it's incredibly important, again, to create that cycle because then they have trust that you're doing something with the feedback they took time to give you.
1: Ali, you've mentioned this three-step process, listen, analyze, and then act. Listening, it's one of those terms that's very easy to say, not so easy to do. So would you drill into that a little bit? What does it mean to listen in this context?
0: I would say it's passive and active listening. Things like searches or the natural language people are putting into our uh, bot. All of those things that people are trying to find information in the system, that's, that's active entry into the system but it's passive listening. So how do you take that sentiment that's happening across in in this case one customer and surface that? But then it's also it's active. It's actually asking employees how they feel and then marrying those two things. What's happening that's that's implied and passive in the system with what they're actually telling you uh, through active listening and then how do you make sense of that and and not only listen but understand, identify trends, use natural language to uh, connect Uh, Different ways that people might be saying the same thing to really help a business understand, again, what's happening in their system, both explicit um, as well as implicit.
1: How do you know what questions to ask?
0: So it's funny, the employee often knows the question to ask sometimes, which is back to my passive, um, the, the way that they're putting things into the system, the way that they're searching. That often tells us the right question to ask.
1: So you've set up the listening. Then there's measurement. So what are we measuring and why are we measuring it? Let's take
0: an example of diversity inclusion. If you see a a theme emerging with a very specific subset of your population and you actually decide to distribute a journey or create learning content to help um, them feel more included and the company to grow to be more inclusive, how do you know that you actually got the result you were looking for? You have to measure, and and it's measuring, again, back to the employee, measuring how they feel about that experience. So we look at engagement statistics. Did people interact with that journey, for example, open it? Did they complete it? Did they watch the learning content? Did they scroll to the things that were beneath the fold? So we surface all of that to customers so that they understand what they built in terms of taking action on that sentiment was not only well-received by employees, but was used in the way that they expected.
1: Okay, so we've listened we have measurements, now it's time to take action. So what's next?
0: We've seen customers take action, the first one being learning and enablement content for their people. So uh, in the example, I know I mentioned health and well-being. there's a lot of resources out there. Sometimes people just don't know what they have access to and and the tools that are at their fingertips. And so really being able to enable their people with learnings, trainings, a variety of other uh, ways of doing information, the employees feel supported because it's really about that targeted big moment. So personal leave is a great example, right? How do you help people navigate that? Return to work is actually, probably the, one of the main uh, ways that we've seen customers use us.
1: So employees then have this feeling that this is useful, this is helpful, and the tools and the organization is actually behind me.
0: For an employee to feel like it's useful and helpful, it has to be personalized. And I know this won't surprise you because you you talk to a number of uh, people and that's really what technology has done in the last, I would say, 10 years is personalized experiences. You should have information that's different because if we want a hyper personalized experience, it has to know you and has to deliver content that's unique to you.
1: Let's talk about managers and the role of managers in creating employee experience and driving the sentiment of employees.
0: When we've spoken with our customers, managers play the most critical role. In retaining and attracting top talent. And it's not even just for an employee experience, but to achieve your business goals. If you think about the role a manager plays, not only are they driving the business forward, they're developing their team alongside that and and really making them the most effective that they can be. And and so when we think about an investment, that's what a lot of our uh, customers are are doing is investing in the employee experience specific to managers because it pays dividends towards happy employees, effective employees. People leave companies when they have a bad manager that is single-handedly the the top reason that people will leave a company, but they also stay at a company because of a manager. And so if if we can support the manager, ultimately that has a downstream impact in terms of supporting the employee.
1: What about helping the manager with the repetitive operations, tasks, activities that the manager so often has to do?
0: It needs to be an experience that not only puts the manager at the center, but recognizes what the manager wants to achieve. And then ultimately, how do we remove friction, the things the manager doesn't need to focus on?
1: So anything you can do to remove the drudgery, as you say, those repetitive tasks, that's going to make the manager's life just easier.
0: I think in a lot of cases, it means not asking the manager to come into a system at all. And so we have something called Workday Everywhere, which is our strategy is really meeting users, employees, and managers where they're already working in tools like Microsoft Teams and Slack as two examples.
1: Ali, employee experience is so important. What's the best way to start? It's so easy to talk about these things, but sometimes starting is hard.
0: It's really hard, and I would say most of my conversations with customers, um, there's this desire to want to do something. There's no debate that investing in the employee experience is critical. Our customers all agree on that. It's really not only how do you start, which is the question you mentioned, but what does good look like? It's choosing to start and taking quick action, but being iterative. Our customers, whether they wait too long to take action because there is that desire to get it perfectly right or to have everything kind of uh, tied in a bow.
1: So we've developed the intention to do something. Literally, what are the first steps that we should be taking?
0: take a small group um, and actually distribute something to them, understand how they're using something, understand what works and doesn't, iterate again, and then go out to your next wave of of users where our customers have been most successful. Is not trying to do something, one thing for 10,000 employees. Let's do one thing for maybe 100 employees at this location, understand what works and doesn't, and then continue to kind of concentric circle out from that um, because you learn a lot.
1: We have the commitment to start We've identified a pilot of hundred employees. Now what? What, what, what are the first steps?
0: One of the main first steps our customers will take is distributing what we call a journey. So at Workday, we have a product called Workday Journeys, and really what that allows you to do is weave together Workday and non-Workday content into an immersive experience that has tasks and information and video content and rich engagement tools. Um, And what our customers will actually do is build journeys based on what they're trying to achieve and distribute that to their employees, like return to work. And so for example, our customers will distribute a journey that gives learning content, that talks about what it means to be in an office now with COVID spacing, that actually talks about uh, badge scanning in a different way, whatever that might be. And so it has rich learning content. It will have knowledge articles and policy information. It will have a variety of engagement tools as part of that that teach employees about what that experience looks like and best prepares the business for that change as well.
1: And what does the team look like? What kind of team should we have in place to execute this initial pilot?
0: there's really two parts of the business that participate in an employee experience. There's the functional side of the business, so in many cases that's HR, for example, or IT or finance, that that kind of functional group at their company, but then there's those that curate the experiences that their employees receive, and the relationship between those two groups is paramount for a good employee experience because you have the functional experts, the people that know that part of the business best, as well as the people that make that happen.
1: Okay, the next step, We have put this team together, we've rolled out journeys to our pilot group. How do we get that group to engage, to participate?
0: It needs to be a a push, not a pull. I think that's the number one thing that
1: we've seen in terms of the success as well. Ali, you use the term push. What do you mean by that?
0: Discovery for users needs to be passive. We need to meet them where they are, as opposed to asking them to come into the system to find something.
1: And when you say pull, What's that?
0: That's really asking a user to come into a system to be able to do something as opposed to bringing it to them.
1: What are the typical challenges or obstacles that an organization may face as they're embarking and pursuing this employee experience journey?
0: The manager is really the heart of, of some of that feedback. Managers already are so involved in an employee's workload how they interact with their teams, um, ultimately what what they help the business achieve. And so that's not new. It's really, to your point, enabling the manager to be able to to not only do something about it, but feel like it's their responsibility to make sure their employees are engaged.
1: Ali, when all of this is done well and it's working, what are the benefits?
0: Having high retention rates, isn't enough your employees need to be engaged and um, that's when they do their best work and that's when they they drive the business forward in, in kind of the most effective way so I would say happy and engaged employees is is one outcome from this I think the other thing is really um, understanding where you have talent pockets or areas that you need to fill so a compelling employee experience surfaces those concerns and allow you allows you as a business to really act on your people challenges uh, as well as your business challenges uh, in an effective way.
1: Allie, what advice do you have for HR and their role in making this all happen and participating and contributing to all of this excellent employee experience?
0: Understanding the concerns is is step one. And I would say that's uh, step one for HR is really understanding that and being open to truth truly understanding, not just conceptually understanding. Um, and so getting kind of to that deeper understanding is is the first part. I, I think the other thing for HR is, uh, and they're not gonna like I'm telling you this, <laughs> but it's really putting some of that back in the hands of managers and leaders. Because it can't just be HR that solves these problems. It can't just be the, our executives at a company, it has to be the people leaders. They're the most effective conduit and way to drive an employee experience. And so I would say that's the other thing I would say to HR is um, don't be afraid to get the manager involved because uh, they know their people best.
1: Any final thoughts on employee experience and employee engagement and just creating a great workplace? it's really important in employee experience to
0: meet users where they are. That is one of our kind of key themes in in our experience strategy. And the the second part is radical simplification of self-service experiences, managers, employees, Uh, not only need simplified experiences, um, but they need to get back to their job. They need to be able to spend all their time kind of driving their business and their people forward. Um, But the third area of that being tying insights to action. I think what's really important back to our listen, act, analyze uh, is taking all those rich insights and doing something with it, but helping our managers and our our customers achieve their results, but ultimately um, not asking them to start from scratch. How do we help be prescriptive with some of those actions as well?
1: Allie Fuller, General Manager of Employee Experience at Workday. Thank you so much for taking time to speak with us.
0: It's been so great, Michael, and to be in person. Gotta it love the in person. <laughs>